Hello and welcome to Audiobooks All Day Podcast. My name is Jeff. And I'm Kevin. And today is chapter four where we are going to be covering The Alchemist. And let me tell you why we read it. So today we are going to cover one of our favorite books, The Alchemist by Paul Coelho. And I just think it's so awesome because when he went out to write this book, he wrote it in two weeks. And in that two weeks, and everybody's like, how did you write it in two weeks? And he's like, well, because the story was already imprinted on my soul and I just had to get it out. I really love this book. Uh, it's it's one of those types of books that you, every single different person that reads it will take away something different. But overall, the whole message is one that we're always trying to communicate on this podcast, and that's to truly live your story. So really excited to hop into it. But Kevin, why don't you just tell us a little bit about why you read it? So I read The Alchemist because about 19, 20,000 people I've met told me to read The Alchemist. So I read it, and it's actually, it's a pretty short book. It's only about four hours, the audiobook version. But it really is an amazing book, and it's one of those that came to me just purely off recommendations. And I am recommending it to all of you, but before we really hop into the meat of the book, why did you read the book, Alchemist? Yeah, my friend Russell Steed. Hashtag Russell Steed. Hashtag shout out. Yeah, he totally recommended it to me. He said that this book is perfect for anybody who ever has truly had some sort of dream or any sort of ambition to see themselves become more than what they are. And I really like that principle because it's really fun to try and apply that to for each of us because it's so different in terms of implementing our own personal what the book calls our own personal legends and about being to not only discover but then actually live whatever that is so that's what the book kind of talks about is this first presenting this whole concept of that you have this legend and that you need to then live this legend and as you try and live this legend the whole universe then will work and conspire to help you to achieve this goal. And as this book was getting explained to me, I'm like, that's totally a book I'm into. And Kevin, why don't you just take us through a few of uh, essentially the plot points and we'll just kind of go back and forth on, you know, on the story. So the book is centered around this boy named Santiago. Santiago is an Andalusian boy and... Andalusia is a small autonomous community in southern Spain. And anyway, growing up, Santiago wanted to travel. He wanted to be a shepherd because by being a shepherd, you get to travel all across the country, even the world if you want to. And you get to have your sheep and your livelihood with you and you just get to go wherever you want. But his father wanted him to be a priest. And Santiago was a very smart person and had the mind and the ability to become a priest. And as he started to get older, Santiago told his dad that he didn't want to become a priest he wanted to be a shepherd. So his father, in an amazing strike of understanding, said, all right, if you want to be a shepherd, I will go be a shepherd. And he gave him a sum of money to buy his herd and essentially start his life as a shepherd. And as he's going around, you know, being a shepherd, doing what shepherds do, you know, selling the wool off your sheep and whatnot, he takes a nap under a tree, which is probably the best place to sleep when you're traveling around the hills of Spain. And he has this dream that really, really bothers him. And he takes this dream and he goes to a fortune teller. And this fortune teller um, interprets the dream. But before she tells him the interpretation, she says, 
all right, I'm going to tell you this interpretation, but you have to promise me right now that I will get 10% of any treasure you find. And he's like, what? He's like, he is like, I don't, there's a treasure. And he's like, tell me the, tell me what the dream means. And she's like, promise me first that you'll give me 10% of any treasure you find. And he's like, sure. If I find some treasure, I'll give you 10%. And she tells him that he has to go see the pyramids of Egypt. Now for those people who are not geography buffs out there, Egypt is, is not in Spain. It is actually across the Mediterranean and the Mediterranean Sea. And the desert. And the desert. And to the other side of Africa. To the other side of Africa. It's not It's not exactly like, man, I'm just going to take a jaunt down to Egypt. It's far. And this story, you know, he's a shepherd. This is taking place a long time ago. You know, the, the exact time frame is not necessarily explicit. But, you know, it well before cars and um, planes and any of that. So... He's like, well, I can't, I can't go to Egypt. I'm a shepherd. And uh, maybe I'll just pick it up right there. After he says goodbye to this woman, he actually winds up getting introduced to Melchizedek. So he's this older man who is there and who introduces himself as Melchizedek. And he, in the Bible, is one of the original high priests. And this story has taken place a long time after Melchizedek was supposed to have died. But in this narrative... Melchizedek is somebody who helps people and nudges them to help them to start their personal legends. So he still wants to have this adventure and he knows that in order to start this journey and to cross the Mediterranean, he needs to sell all of his sheep. And Melchizedek at this time essentially convinces him to do it as he teaches him about personal legends, like kind of how I was mentioning before. So he helps him realize that this is a part of his personal legend and that he needs to go and to actually follow that through. And by doing so, he would not only find out more about himself and fulfill the desire that's inside of him, but he would also earn his treasure. So Santiago sells his sheep and he takes a boat over to Africa. And within about two hours of being in Africa, he loses every penny he had. And he's robbed and now he has nothing. So in the morning, he had a herd full of sheep and he had a really good life. And by the end of that day, he's in Africa with no money and no sheep. That's a pretty bad day by all considerations. So he's feeling really bad for himself. And then he's like, all right, I just got to do something. So he goes to um, a maker of glass, a maker of fine glass. And he says, I can help you get more business. And so he starts cleaning things. And while he's cleaning things, more people start to come into the shop. So the glass maker's like, oh, okay, well, I'll keep you on if you want to clean and help around the shop. So he's there for over a year. And during that time, he becomes really, really good friends with this man who owns the shop. And like Jeff said, the story's about personal legends. It's about dreams. It's about fulfilling that, that deep desire inside of you. And as Santiago's talking to this man, he finds out that this man also has a dream. He has that desire deep inside of him. He's Muslim and he, his greatest desire is to go see Mecca and to make the Hajj to Mecca and to see that very, very holy and sacred site. However, he's afraid. By the end of the year, Santiago has helped him gain a lot of business and he definitely has enough money to go to Mecca. But he doesn't want to go because he's afraid that going to Mecca won't be as great as he has put it in his dreams. And he's too scared, so he doesn't 
pursue ever going to Mecca. And Santiago thinks about that and he decides that he does want to fulfill his dreams, that he's not going to be deterred by fear that it won't satisfy his dreams. So he leaves the crystal maker and he takes all his money and he hitches up with a caravan that's on its way to Egypt. Now you're introduced to another character in the story. He's an Englishman who has learned a little bit about alchemy. So alchemy is essentially this process by which you get and you take minerals and you are able to turn them into gold by, by a process. And this person who's been studying alchemy is now out to find the alchemist. So the person who can teach him how to turn gold from rocks. So he's on this thing and, and as they're in this caravan, Santiago and this person, they get put together in a, in a variety of ways and they start to become friends and then they start to learn about, uh, or rather Santiago starts to learn about alchemy and about some of its more mystical principles and, it, it, and the book is really, really great about teaching you some of those other lessons kind of through alchemy. But as they go on this caravan, they wind up getting into a pretty sticky situation. Yeah, so in the deserts of Egypt, there are these traveling tribes. And these tribes are in a big war. These nomad groups are having this huge war across the desert. And anyone who gets caught in the middle is taken out. So they make their way to an oasis, the caravan. And the leader of the caravan says, we're staying in the oasis because the oasis is a neutral zone. Nobody's allowed to have weapons. Nobody's allowed to fight. And it's kind of a safe place where anyone can come to the oasis. So they're staying at the oasis. And the person says, this war, the leader of the caravan says, this war could go on for months or even years. And we are not going back out of this oasis until the war is over. So they start to get pretty comfortable. And the Englishman, he actually, all he wanted to do was get to the oasis because he believes that the alchemist is there at the oasis. And while they're at the oasis, um, the Englishman doesn't speak Arabic really well. And Santiago, while living with the crystal maker, has learned to speak Arabic very fluently. So he, the Englishman takes Santiago with him as, they're, as he's going about looking for the alchemist. And he's using him as a translator to find the alchemist. Well, while they're searching for the alchemist, they find something that Santiago wasn't expecting. And they meet this girl. And he immediately falls in love. And he falls in love with this girl named Fatima. And this kind of throws a wrench into Santiago's plans. Because Santiago's plan is to follow his personal legend, get to the pyramids of Egypt, find his treasure, and become rich. But now he has found something that he believes is even more important and he's found Fatima and he has fallen in love. So he's now has to reevaluate everything that he's been doing to try to find out, well, what's most important? What should I do? While he was evaluating his perspective on life, he has a vision. And the vision says that somebody's going to come into the oasis, a place where no weapons are allowed, and they're going to kill everybody. So he takes his vision to the chief and the chief decides to believe him. They arm everybody and... This tribe comes in and tries to kill everybody and they're able to repel them. Now, after that, the chief says, hey, you can interpret dreams, you can interpret visions, so stay with us. And he's going to promise him gold and wealth and position. And this is very, very attractive to Santiago because he could stay there and he could stay with Fatima. While at the same time, he starts talking with the alchemist. The alchemist searches him out and 
he starts telling him that he needs to come and fulfill his personal legend instead of staying in there. Now, Fatima at this point weighs in and says, I want you to go live your personal legend. Go fulfill your dream. Go fulfill your desire. And she tells him that he needs to go. So in the end, he decides he's going to go and he's going to return to Fatima once he's gained his treasure, once he's gotten that treasure that he's looking for that the gypsy told him that he would find. And so he and the alchemist set off. And as they're going along towards the pyramids of Egypt, they are attacked by another tribal group. And this tribal group says, you know, they're going to take them and they're going to take everything they have. And the alchemist gives him all of his gold, gives the tribe all of their gold and says, actually, this boy is a magician talking about Santiago. And he says, Santiago in three days will turn himself into the wind. And if he turns himself into the wind, you should let him and I go. Man, next time you and I are uh, attacked by another tribe, I'm totally going to throw that on you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could turn myself into the wind. I couldn't ride like the wind, perhaps. But anyway, so Santiago spends the next three days trying to figure out how in the heck can I turn myself into the wind? And it's really interesting because at this point, he realizes that if he's going to achieve his personal legend that the fates will conspire to make it happen. And once he finally believes that he is actually able to turn himself into the wind, making himself a little sandstorm, everybody then believes that he's a magician. They let him go. Then at this point, he finally makes it to the pyramids. He sees the pyramids and lo and behold, a bunch of grave robbers totally take him out and take all of his money. Now, just before this, the alchemist had left. So he is literally all alone, no money, no nothing. He's literally back to square one, but now he's seen the pyramids. And as the grave robbers are leaving, because they had a, kind of quizzed him on why he was even there, and he says, I'm here to fulfill my personal legend. There's some treasure. Maybe you don't have to beat me up, and maybe you can have some of my treasure. And one of them just kind of offhandedly goes, ha, huh, I heard about a treasure once. It was it was up by a church in Spain. Yeah, you know, yeah, right. That's obviously not true. And, and by heard about a treasure, he had had a vision. Just like Santiago had had a vision that there was a treasure in Egypt. This man in Egypt had had a vision that there was a treasure in Spain. Now, in Spain, it was by a tree, by a church, which Santiago had just happened to grow up next to. And at that moment, Santiago finally understands he knows where the treasure is because that man had had a true vision but had decided not to live his personal legend. And because of that, Santiago had the option of fulfilling that personal legend. And now... The, it cuts to him digging under a tree in Spain where he grew up and right there where he had grown up and knew every inch of that place, every inch of that tree, every inch of that church, he finds his treasure. And I really love this because the whole book is about, you know, being able to decipher omens. And all throughout this journey, he, you know, he's been given by Melchizedek the Urim and Thummim, which we didn't really go over, but that, that kind of helps you to make your own decisions. But you're supposed to see the omens which are essentially signs from the universe that you are fulfilling your personal legend. And because he had been following them up until this point, now he finally gets to this point and this guy tells him about his vision and he realizes that it's an omen. And that's a really just important part of the book because it's kind of this maturation of being able to read the omens and read what life is telling him. And then he gets that kind of last omen and goes back. And yes, he does marry Fatima and it is truly a happy ending. So Kevin, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what were some of the things that you learned and why people should read this book? 
Something I really liked about this book is that while it did have elements of Christianity and elements of the Muslim faith, it didn't necessarily pertain to any one religion. And yet it talks so much about, at least in my opinion, it felt like a very spiritual book. It's about getting in tune with yourself and how you fit in the universe. Now, whether you believe in any particular religion or not, I feel that all of us can find out that there is a place for us in this earth and there are things that we can do that we can contribute to the world and add tremendous value to ourselves and to the people around us and to me this is a story about Santiago uh, a shepherd in uh, Spain going all the way across Africa to the pyramids of Egypt just to go right back to where he started and to find this treasure and fulfill that legend that was inside of him, he even turned himself into the wind to find his place in the universe. Yeah, and I think that the thing that I really, really like is that he's thinking to himself, you know, well, why didn't I just find this at the very beginning? And then it's almost as if a voice kind of comes into his mind that says, ah, but you wouldn't have seen the pyramids. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a story of, you know, how through this journey of life, we can still, one, realize our personal legends, two, fulfill our personal legends. And as we do that, we will be able to um, achieve really great things. In fact, just one of the parables that it starts talking about at the very beginning is just about, you know, this guy who's at this really, really beautiful mansion. And the whole purpose of the story, you'll have to read the book in order to kind of get the full parable. The, the purpose of the story is to not let go of the things that matter most, but still being able to see and experience, you know, the world and your place in it. And so that, that would be my main message. That's one of the reasons why we wanted to do this podcast is because through audiobooks, you can hopefully help see yourself in a different light, which can help you then fulfill your own personal story. And that's one reason why we love this book and we would highly recommend it. Please go out, please download it, read it. However you got to obtain that information and get it into your brain, please do it. So thank you so much for being willing to stick with us through The Alchemist. And we hope that just as Santiago fulfilled his personal legend, you can fulfill and realize your personal story. Thank you guys so much and have a great day. Bye.